Don't turn it off now. You need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Tantalk Radio Network. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Where can you find the best tasting authentic Caribbean food in Tampa Bay? It's all at Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant in downtown Largo. Island Vibes has delicious jerk chicken, fresh seafood, Caribbean soup, salad, sandwiches, and more. Don't miss happy hour from 4 p.m. to close and live entertainment on Friday nights. Check out Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant at 351 West Bay Drive in Largo or call 727-240-4420. To check out their amazing Caribbean menu, visit Sweet islandvibes.com Hey guys, this is Robert from Nostalgic Rating Cars and you know I dig stuff out of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a shop in town specializing in vintage, retro, mid-century collectibles. Everything from toys, games, pinball machines, video games, fashion items, TV lunch boxes, slot cars, models, and more. Bobby, what's the name of that store? The, the Cool shop. shop. Yes, located at 9265 Seminole Boulevard in Seminole, Florida. Give them a shout. 727-201-9489 The, the Cool Shop. Shop.com. In the beginning, there was man, and man did he have problems, but he tried to solve them just as you and I. And when he did solve them, he didn't know it, just as you and I. But man and civilization and the wheel moved forward, and wheeler dealers like this chap helped. Until finally, modern know-how took over. And look what happened. You might call this a test for Sunday drivers. And the winner gets a free ticket to the freeway of his choice. But wheels have other uses. This young man is Sonny Leander Fox. Leander is a young man who wants to go places. And he will. He's a racing man by trade and by day. But at night, he moonlights by hauling moonshine. This practice is frowned on by the Internal Revenue men, who believe that alcohol and gasoline shouldn't mix. But a car like Leander's isn't just a bearer of booze. Souped-up getaway cars like this were used on weekends for competitive racing. The birth of stock car racing. It started in the south, then swept the country all the way from the east coast to sunny California. The men in races like these are experts, the real pros. And here is one of them. His name is Dave Owen. He's young, but he's good, and he's coming up. 
And like Leander, he's a young man who wants to be noticed. He will be. They call this the proving ground for the automotive industry. It's the steel. They have to test it. How much can it take? Your leaders are Dave Owens and Carter 43. The second spot to E.D. Martin and third place held down by Charlie Freeman. Watch it, James Kirby and Carter number 10 is lost in turn number five. And the battle still goes on for that first place, with Dave Owens holding a 12-second lead over Charlie Garland in car number 45. Keep your eye on Ed Stern in that 05 car. He's having handling problems in the engine. He's off the track and rolling up on his side, but the driver is okay. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. This is Sterling Moss, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Right on your computers in Google, tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio in downtown Clearwater. It's actually a nice day. Uh, don't forget, if you missed any of our past shows, check out our podcast, which you can find on our relatively newly designed and built and almost completed website, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, a podcast. Actually, it's the archive page okay so you can find all our past 321 or 22 shows we've done that's pretty good so and we're counting of course every week right and um so anyway bobby would you like to do the social media honors please yes uh hello <laughs> <laughs> you know what i don't know but it, it you know because you know when you when you when you turn the show up you know something the the listeners probably can't tell i can tell maybe you can tell i'm not sure but uh but my mic sounds really good right now, it and does. my it sounds real good in the back. So you you got the levels perfect this time. This is great, thanks. <laughs> and uh, but go ahead, give us a social media. Oh no! Goodies. Anyway, uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and at NRC on air. How about that? Now, what did we do this past weekend? I don't remember what we did this past week. Oh, I know what we did. It's we went foggy, to... just like the. It's foggy in your mind, just like it is outside. It's foggy in my mind, just like outside. Yeah, see, that is a sign of age. See, now, but uh, at any rate, uh, let's see what did we do last week. We didn't do much car stuff, but we did drive up to Lake County and check out uh, kind of what was going on there. Of course, it is Christmas and uh, it's Christmas season, so Merry Christmas to everybody. In fact, next week I think we're going to try to do a Christmas show, and we may we may do a remote next door at Naughty Nancy's because every Tuesday night. While we're busy working in the studio and presenting this really great show for our automotive listeners and our music listeners, next door at uh, Naughty Nancy's, which is a great place to eat, by the way, they're doing open mic night. So uh, we usually, sometimes if we're lucky, we might be able to catch it in the, beforehand, but we're generally in the studio produ- uh, you know, producing or, or prepping for the show and getting stuff ready and stuff. And, uh, and then a lot of times after we get done, we have to edit the show and make it all nice and pretty for you guys so we can upload it on the podcast. And then we usually stroll over to Naughty Nancy's and we can hang out and listen to some of the local talent there. Now, I will tell you this. One thing I've noticed about um, Naughty Nancy's, or not necessarily Naughty Nancy's, but just open mic nights in general, you do have a lot of talent that's uh, very, very good. I mean, there's some guys that show up there that are just great guitarists. you got drummers. you got uh, one guy, and that's Leon, unbelievable saxophonist. He is great. Now, he, and, and keep in mind, a lot of these guys play multiple instruments. And uh, so one of these days, I'm going to get my guitars back together and practice a little bit more and even though i can only do you know some basic stuff some like folk music strumming so to speak I make fun of myself even though i have electric guitars i should be using an acoustic but i like electric so i've got a couple of fenders that i'm you know kind of piecing back together here 
and uh, along with some other weird stuff. And I do have a folk guitar of some kind, some Mexican-made thing, made in some little town in Mexico, which is actually known for making guitars. I just found it off Craigslist. It was a cheapy little guitar, 25 bucks or something like that. came with a case, and uh, that's what I've, I've been kind of practicing on a little bit. So, and, and let me tell you something about musical instruments, because I used to play the piano, and I used to play guitar, and I'm going to get back into it. And I started this back in the 60s when I was a kid. Like most kids, you start when you're kids, you know, you listen to music, you're either inspired by Elvis Presley or inspired by the Beatles. Those are basically our two influences back in the day. And then if you're in the, in Europe, you know, you use probably Rolling Stones and, of course, Eric Clapton, you know. And um, so at any rate, uh, so I've been kind of practicing a little bit, but we do go to these open mics. Now, we're doing an open mic night every Wednesday night over at Island Vibes Restaurant, right, Bobby? And uh, we, are. we have a pretty good turnout. Last week, we had a couple guys showed up, and uh, they were impressed. So we're working on it. So Tuesday nights, Naughty Nancy's open mic night, and Wednesdays between the same time, both places, 6.30 to 9.30. That seems to be about the right time. So 6.30 to 9.30 tomorrow night, Island Vibes on West Bay Drive. Bob, you want to knock off the, uh, or knock off, give everybody the uh, the address over there at the Island uh, Vibes? 351 West Bay Drive. Okay, Largo. Largo, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said Largo. Yeah, so hey, what, what's downtown the, Largo. Yeah, yeah. Well, give him the. If you do you know the phone number offhand, uh, he's can, looking. I have a way. I have a. He has a way of finding that <laughs> out. Okay. Well, anyway, but uh, so you got to check out these open mic nights. In fact, um, you know, there's some pretty good talent there. And if you like, I ran into Mike, by, uh, Mike that kind of hangs out here every once in a while. You know, Mike's kind of has a radio show here. And uh, Mike's not a musician necessarily, but you know what? He likes to, he he he, he kind of likes to tell jokes. So I said, "Hey, Mike, come on over, tell jokes." So if you want to tell a joke, if you want to read poetry, if you want to play a musical instrument, show up at these open mics. It's a way to kind of network a little bit and kind of get yourself out there. And the thing is, it's just like a local audience, so it's not like you really got to be. In, you're not you're not intimidated. It's not like you're going on Star Search or something like that. You know, right? Or what's that other show? There's other shows. And the reason I brought up Star Search is Star Search. Star Search. Because the last week. Star, is because we had Ron Segi on. And Ron Segi used to work with uh, Ed McMahon. They used to be partners and stuff. And he used to film out of Universal. But Ed McMahon is really the guy that started this whole thing, the Star Search deal, with Star Search, which filmed out of Universal Studio, right? Yes. Okay. Anyways. But back to but our phone number for Island Vibes is uh, 727-240-4420. That's 727-240-4420. And you can find them online at SweetIslandVibes.com. That's right. Anyway, so back to Lake City or Lake County up there, which is Mount Dora, Eustis, Traveras, and stuff like that. We're kind of nosing around up there. Anyway, uh, we popped into an open mic night up there in uh, Eustis, right? And it was actually, that's a pretty interesting talent. And there were some guys up there. In fact, we're going to try to get maybe the one guy on the show because he had some pretty funny songs. He was good. And a lot of these guys write their own original material. So that was pretty cool. But anyway, this weekend, okay, so what we got on Saturday morning, Saturday morning, DuPont Cars and Coffee. And it's the Christmas show. So if you got some, you know, they're collecting gifts and toys and stuff like that for kids. So if you can, Cars and Coffee, 6.30, actually starts at 6. It says 7 to 9, but you know, parking lot's full at 6, 6.30, okay? So that's this Saturday at the DuPont Registry headquarters over there off Almonton Road in Clearwater. And then, of course, the Largo Christmas Parade. And more than likely, if our truck's working okay, yours truly, including Bobby and everybody, we will be there at the Largo Christmas Parade. And that starts, uh, what, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock on Saturday? 12 o'clock, uh, yes, this Saturday, uh, downtown Largo, uh, right behind Island Vibes, over a little bit on over, the side street. Yeah. Um, don't forget, yep, don't forget to see us and uh, many of the other wonderful local businesses in Largo yeah. as we parade around downtown Largo. Yeah, look for our our our, our spruced up, spruce, uh, get it, spruce, you know, Christmas tree, <laughs> spruce, our spruced up uh, red rollback, and we're going to have a car on the back, we're not sure what we're going to have on the back yet, we haven't decided, something vintage as usual, and we'll be playing music and maybe tossing candy to everybody. 
which is kind of what we do. So uh, that's uh, and a big shout out to our good friend Radio Rob because I'm sure he's listening. So R- Radio Rob, stand in line. We'll throw you some candy. <laughs> we'll, get you, we'll get you some don't, don't step too Don't step too close to the moving vehicle. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll have our little rain door in the front. And i got to get a little red light to put on the front this time again because I, I forgot that the last time. So we have a little, you know, Rudolph the Red Door, red, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, Red Nose thing. So anyway, so that's it so far. And um, anyway, so I want to uh, pimp myself a little bit here since we got a couple of minutes before Bobby's going to throw me into a break. He's trying to keep me on the clock here. Uh-huh, and, I'm, uh, I'm in stance right now, ready yeah. to throw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, at any rate, uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, obviously, is our radio show, okay? And uh, we got some pretty interesting guests coming on next year. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And next year, like I said, we may be doing a Christmas show, and we may be doing a live remote. So, if we do that, we'll uh, check our website, check our Facebook page. Don't forget to like us. Tell your friends. Tune in every Tuesday night on the Tantalk Talk Radio Network for the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports. And like I said, we have the biggest names, and we have, you know, just... A lot of car guys, you know, car enthusiasts and stuff like that. So from all walks of life, all aspects of it. So we've got a real interesting format coming up next year, and uh, we're looking forward to that. And tonight we have another guest, and uh, he's from California. He's from out west, and uh, he's got racing legacy heritage in his blood as well, and he works for a very notable uh, racing engineering outfit in Sonoma, California, my neck of the woods. So at any rate, don't forget, if you need an appraisal, if you need consulting, if you're looking to buy a vintage car, sell a vintage car, be sure and contact us, me, your show host, Robert, and go through GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Now, it doesn't matter whether it's a car, a truck, a motorcycle, a boat, okay? Just call me, and I will more than happy, be, uh, more than happy, I'll be more than willing to give you any kind of advice on classic and antique cars because that is a subject that uh, is just real interesting. In fact, there's a couple of th- what we're going to do next year too. Some of the formats that we're going to do is we're going to kind of focus on on uh, certain. I'll do segments on on certain aspects of cars. For example, stick shift cars. Might do something with automatics, disc brake conversions. You know, going from small blocks to big blocks, all that kind of stuff. And trust me, guys, I've been there, done that. I was like 30 years in the salvage yard business. I rip more cars apart and uh, than you can imagine, and I'm still hanging out with guys that are building cars, building parts, and uh, customizing cars, and converting cars, and restoring cars, and fixing up cars, and all the other good stuff. So, anyway, hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. It's all about cars and music. So, uh, what do you have here? We have a little... Uh, little Leonard Skinner. A little Leonard Skinner. Oh, yeah. Since our show airs every Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday is almost gone. <laughs> hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars again. Don't touch that dial. Tell your friends. Tune in. we got another 40-some-odd minutes of show left.
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Where can you find the best tasting authentic Caribbean food in Tampa Bay? It's all at Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant in downtown Largo. Island Vibes has delicious jerk chicken, fresh seafood, Caribbean soup, salad, sandwiches, and more. Don't miss happy hour from 4 p.m. to close and live entertainment on Friday nights. Check out Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant at 351 West Bay Drive in Largo or call 727-240-4420. To check out their amazing Caribbean menu, visit Sweet islandvibes.com Hey guys, this is Robert from Nostalgic Rating Cars and you know I dig stuff out of the 50s, 60s and 70s. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a shop in town specializing in vintage, retro, mid-century collectibles. Everything from toys, games, pinball machines, video games, fashion items, TV lunch boxes, slot cars, models and more. Bobby, what's the name of that store? The, the Cool shop. shop. Yes, located at 9265 Seminole Boulevard in Seminole, Florida. Give them a shout, 727-201-9489. The, the Cool Shop. Shop.com. This is Brian Redman, retired racing driver, nine times road racing champion, still racing at 76, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Oh, here I am. Oh, you know what? Welcome if, if, back. Welcome back. You know what? And, and You know, this is kind of funny because you know what? It's like this afternoon. If I would have been sitting in line, if I would have been driving, I would have got uh, basically a ticket for right, texting. Right, texting while operating a radio show. I was texting while operating a radio show. That's why there was dead air there for a second. So now I, I just got through telling Bobby. I said, the first part of the show is actually going pretty good. We don't really don't have to edit much. Now I got to say, darn, we have this uh, dead air. So I'm going to have to kind of find a sound effect to kind of insert there. Which will sound kind of like typing or something of that nature. But, uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. But anyway, yeah, just, uh, just got a text and I'm not sure how to interpret this, but our guest. I hope our guest is coming on. So, uh, we'll have to call him here in a few minutes, double check. But anyway, all right. So, let's talk a little bit about cars. Um, one of the things I was working on today, I was over at a friend of mine's shop. And uh, this is something that everybody can do. And you know, we don't talk about a lot of because we're not a DIY. That's a do-it-yourself DIY show. And uh, and, and it's kind of hard to explain it on, on, on radio anyway, you know, because you really need to see it done. But if you guys uh, have, let's say, like one of the cars I'm working on is an old Pontiac. And, um, and it's got some dead paint on it. And it's out of the old days. So it's lacquer, which is what they used in the 70s. And um, it's, we're working on the 73 Pontiac Trans Am. And uh, so, unfortunately, the car had sat outside for a while, so it's gotten kind of, it's blistered a little bit, but it's not really blistered, but it's kind of, you know, kind of, it it, it, it it hurt the paint. So, at any rate, I went over there with some 600 and some 1500 grit sandpaper. 
So I wanted to take a little section of the car and just kind of try it and see if it would come out. Now, if you've got really, really bad paint, you know, everybody thinks you can just throw buffing compound on it and buffing. It doesn't quite work like that. You really need to get the dead paint off of it. You know, it's kind of like really bad. So what you have to do is, you know, you don't do so much with buffing compound, buffing material slash compound, but you really need to kind of wet sand it. So what the wet sanding does is basically you sand off the, the layer, a thin layer, because there's generally enough paint on the car. You know, it's got probably nine or 10 or 11 or 12 mils, depending on the paint. Darker colors usually have a little bit more than lighter colors, you know. And um, the thickness of the paint that's actually on th on the metal, and uh, so you just got to be careful. So you take some 600, take some 1500 grit paint, sandpaper. You sand it down, uh, wet sand it, okay. And um, then you take some compound, and uh, and there's heavy duty compound and there's light duty compound. So first you take the heavy duty compound, and then you you uh, you know you you compound it. You rub it, right? That's what you're supposed to do. Well, believe it or not, I actually did just a little corner of the hood. And the nose panel, and it actually came out pretty good. It's nice and smooth, and looks pretty good. Now, is it show quality? Absolutely, positively not. Is it acceptable? Absolutely, because it's original. And again, I cannot overemphasize original cars. You know, I mean, when you have a car that's original, leave it alone. It's original one time, one time only. All right. When you restore a car, I know all the guys out there are going to say, oh. Listen, there are cars that need to be restored. There are some very rare and unique cars. I had a car. I had a 69 Mustang convertible. There was a factory 428 Cobra Jet convertible. Cobra Jet GT convertible. Factory tilt, cruise, deluxe interior, candy apple red. I had every option you could possibly get. 428 Cobra Jet shaker car, convertible. Owned, ordered brand new by Ford Executive at Ford Motor Company. They actually said it on the invoice that I had. And uh, anything that, like, you know, you've heard of Copa, which is Central Office Production Order for Chevrolet. Well, Ford is Central Garage. Okay, so this was a Central Garage ordered car. So this went from the manufacturer, from the factory, to Ford Central Garage, which is where all the employees and executives take delivery of their cars. And uh, so this was a very rare car. Now, when I bought the car years and years and years ago, my intention wasn't to restore the car. My intention was to just fix it up and let my wife drive it because it was an automatic and um, and it had air conditioning. It had every conceivable option you could possibly get, except four-speed, all right, and intermittent wipers. Those are the only two options it didn't have. On a Mustang, on a Cougar, you could get power windows and a few things like that, but on, on, a, on a Mustang, you couldn't. So at any rate, so I had the car for years and years and years and years, and then at one point, I decided I'm going to put the car back together. But then the cars, this whole phenomenon with the cars got so ridiculously expensive. So at one point, a car like that restored was probably worth 200 Well. The car, because it was really almost one of one, the way the car was optioned out, and again, I, I can take issue with that. We can talk about that one time. I can make a whole show about that. And uh, so a one of one car, and, and what that means is, and I don't buy into, okay, it's a 69 Mach 1, it's got a 351 Windsor 2 barrel, has an AM radio, and it's purple with pink polka dots. Therefore, it's one of one. I, I, that doesn't mean anything. One of one is when you get into the really highly optioned cars. For example, I had a 68 GTX, factory Hemi car, factory automatic, column shift car. Yuck, column shift. Okay. Well, automatic, and then I thought about that for years and years and years and years. And I thought, all right, well, you know, a bucket seat, four-speed car is what you want because nothing, no other, nothing trumps any other car other than a four-speed, okay? However... An automatic column shift car versus a floor shift car. Okay, a floor shift car is kind of common. A column shift car is rare. 
Generally, if a guy bought a column shift car back in the day, if he bought a big motor column shift car, he bought it with the intentions of going down the track, you know, drag racing it. Uh, or he wanted a bench seat because he wanted to make it a family car and didn't tell Honey, oh, it's got a 426 Hemi in it, or it's got a 429 Cobra Jet in it, Super Cobra Jet, bench seat, automatic on the column car, you know, with air. So, you know, yeah, it's you know we can go into all this kind of stuff. But anyway, so back to the 428 Cobra Jet Convertible. It got to the point where the car was so valuable that I didn't really want to keep the car because the, I wasn't I couldn't do the car justice. In other words, I was going to make a nice driver out of it because the car was so rare, it needed to be restored. So I sold the car. Did I miss the big market, the big money on it? Yeah, I missed the big money on it in 2008, 2009 because I sold the car, I don't know, three, four years ago or something like that. So I got half of what it was worth, which was close to six figures. Is what it was worth, but not, and it needed to be restored. So, having said that, you know, some of these cars, um, if they're worth what we call long dollars, you need to restore the cars. If the cars are basically, you know, just run of the mill cars, eh, you know, I mean, if you, for example, if you get a 73 Trans Am Brewster Green Super Duty, Super Duty now. Okay, four-speed car, that's a big money car. That's a $200,000-plus car. But if you got a 73 Trans Am Brewster Green automatic car and with a base 455 in it, which was 260 horsepower or whatever it was, eh, you know, a nice one, 30, 40 grand, 50 grand if it's really, really, really nice. An original car, unrestored, original motor, smog, all that kind of stuff. Well, that versus a restored car, I don't know. You know, I mean, as it, I, I hate to say this, but a lot of the guys, they spend $30,000, $40,000 or more because they get screwed half the time, you know, by body shops and repair shops and stuff like that because they drag the thing out. You know, basically most restoration shops, and I know I'm going to get ostracized for saying this, but, you know, a lot of them that are not professional, pretty much, because you don't get your money's worth, but a lot of these side shops, these small shops, because they're not really restoration experts, they think they are. Restoration means nut and bolt, 100% disassemble, 100% reassemble. Not, we slapped some paint on it, we fixed the panel, we did this, we did that, and it looks real pretty. That's called restored. No, it's not restored. And I'll get chewed out for that. But anyway, so let's just say, for example, a lot of the restoration shops, what they do is they have a tendency to drag out and milk you, you know? So now the restoration, which is, you know, you might have $15,000, $20,000 actual money, actual hard costs in it. No, not counting parts and stuff like that, but let's just say labor. But forty, fifty, that's BS. $10,000, $15,000 paint jobs, that's BS, you know. And I know the guys are going to call me up and, yeah, all right, let's say you're using the finest materials and the finest paint and the finest sandpaper and the finest paper and the finest everything, you know, and you and you got the, you know, you got some guy you pay $100 an hour to work in sand buff and all that kind of stuff on the car. Okay, a lot of it's blocking and sanding. If you got a really, really rough car, sure you do. That's that's no big deal. That's, that's going to happen. However, oh, 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 yeah, let me preface by saying, a lot of it has to do with the level and the talent of the craftsman doing the work. So a high-level restoration, you're going to pay big bucks, but that's because you've got very, very talented people on there. And yes, then a paint job could get to be, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars when you're working on something like that. But I'm talking about the average car out there when you roll into a body shop and the guy says it's gonna cost ten thousand dollars to paint the car. You're talking about driver quality, which again is a nice two stage paint, base coat, clear coat, you know, four or five grand is really that that's the max that that paint job should cost. Where the big money gets into is because if the body work is not that good on the car and it's not that straight and you've got to do a ton and ton and ton and hours and hours and hours of blocking, that's where you eat up a lot of time and money. So let me preface by saying that too. You got to be realistic about it. You know, you can get a, you start, here's what you do. Add up the cost of the materials, 
and add up your time and figure, okay, a, an average body shop charges 50 bucks an hour, all right? And then you pay their guys 25 bucks an hour, all right? So they can still make a little bit of money on the deal. So let's just say 50 bucks an hour and then do the time. Now, an average restoration job, restoration, okay, which is 100% disassemble, 100% reassemble, on, let's say, a Mustang, a Camaro, a Firebird, a Roadrunner, or something like that, you're going to have 1,000, 12, 13, 1,400 hours in it. That's realistic, okay? That's so, it's, it could cost you a ton of money to do that car. You know, but let's just say, for example, you get 1,000 hours, and you're at 100 bucks an hour, okay? And we're talking a professional restoration on a professional car, a big money car. That's where you want to do it, like that $200,000 Super Duty Trans Am. You know, that's a big money car. Don't ask me why, but, you know, let's just say they're paying that. Or let's just say a Hemi Cuda, or let's say a Boss 429. You can justify it. But if you get a car that's worth $30,000, $40,000, you can't pay that. You can't pay. You cannot ju- You cannot justify to restore that car. You can justify cosmetically fixing it up, welding some patch panels on it, you know, doing some motor work, doing some training, interior, things of that nature. That's basically cosmetic reconditioning, mechanical reconditioning, because that's essentially what you're doing. You did not restore that car. And here, by that I mean, you know, when you take a car completely down and you dip it, you dip that car, you now you're getting the car totally stripped so that there's no rust, there's no primer, there's no nothing. Now, granted, if there's bondo and stuff like that, that's got to be ground out of there, all right? So long and short of it is that's what's why, why it's so tedious. And then you've got the car completely disassembled, okay? Now you're putting it back together. Well, if you're going to put it back together, are you going to put it back together with all the... Wore out stuff that was on it before? No. You're going to have to take the time to recondition it. Are you going to have to put new wiring harnesses in it? Probably. Are you going to have to put new nuts and bolts and things of that nature? Probably. Are they going to have to be plated, like cadmium plated or something like that? Probably. That's why restoration costs cost so much. All right? Then you've got, let's just take some cars that have pot metal. All that stuff's got to be totally stripped and reconditioned. And some pot metal, when it gets really seriously pitted, you can't save it. So now you got to find good quality California, Arizona stuff that's never been pitted, never been exposed to the elements. Now, granted, with technology today, there's ways to process and fix that and fill the pits and stuff like that. But, you know, through the chroming process, what happens over time, if it's not done right, all this, you know, even paintwork, you know, you get a little greasy little fingerprint on there. It's going to bubble after a period of time. Chrome, if it's not done right, it's going to blister, okay? You've heard the term show-quality chrome. Well, show-quality chrome is, like, not just single chroming, it's double and triple plating. Okay, so it gets expensive. Again, you get a Delahaye, a Delage, uh, a very rare Ferrari, you know, a Bugatti or something like that, a Duesenberg, uh, heavy American classic or, you know, early American classic. Those kind of cars cost some serious money. If you get a chance, and I invite you people from time to time to go to some of these venues that I go to. Now, Festivals of Speed, which is one of our favorite events, and I go to that all the time because I'm, I'm one of the judges and I'm also one of the MCs, or the MC, I should say. Uh, we don't get Ferraris and, you know, high-end, you know, half a million dollar, two million dollar cars there like that. We get half a million dollar, two million dollar Paganis, LaFerraris, Countaches, Aventadors, you know, things of that nature, but we don't get the real, what I would call the heavy American classics. The Concourse, for example, like if I go to Boca Grand Concourse or if I go to Cavallino, which is a Ferrari deal, or if I go to uh, Winter Park Concourse or Pebble Beach, St. John's in Michigan, that's where you can find these really, really outstanding, amazing classic cars that have serious chrome, serious stainless, serious millwork, and by that I mean woodwork, uh, and serious leather upholstery, just absolutely 
unbelievable stuff. When you look at the detail, and keep in mind, those guys did a lot of that stuff by hand back in those days. It's not like they went over to your local guy with a CNC machine and said, here, cut me out this and do this and do that and, you know, computer generated somehow. Okay, back in those days, it was done by hand. You always hear me joking, say, I don't know how to do anything that's high tech. My son, he likes vintage cars and he loves to drive them and he tinkers with them with me. But he's not a car car guy like through and through and you know, his generation's not like that, like we were, because that's what we had. We didn't have anything else. We had to be mechanic. We had to work on it. We had to use our hands. Bobby's a little bit more, hey, I like the car. I like to drive him. I like to tinker with him. Tinker, operative work, tinker, okay? But Bobby's a real tech-savvy kind of guy. You know, his major is going to be technical theater. So, you know, he knows how to run this whole radio station, for example. He knows everything about the computers. He knows all about the programs that we do here. He knows how to do all the, the, the board work. And he understands all that stuff. He even understands the whole radio industry. So I'm, I'm real proud of him. He does a great job. And, and he likes old cars. But he's not consumed you know, obsessed with them like I am or like our generation was because we didn't have a lot of stuff. We had toy cars, model airplanes, go-karts, bicycles, dirt bikes. You know, our, it was a simpler time, you know, and, and we were not technical. So my joke is, or the running joke in, in our family is, is, yeah, I know how to use a rubber band, a paper clip, uh, a toothpick, you know, a toenail clippers and, and a couple wrenches and a screwdriver, and that should pretty much get me by to fix most everything I need. And, um, but, uh, and thank Thank God we have YouTube because YouTube's amazing. When I can't fix something at home or I'm working on something on a car, guess what I do? I YouTube it. Whose idea was that? My son's. He goes, Dad, YouTube it, man. I go, YouTube it? Yeah, it's a new cliche. YouTube it. You go to YouTube and you type in, how do you repair the dash on your 1974 MGB? How do you change the starter on your, or to change the alternator on your uh, 2005 Ford F-250? How do you uh, change, how do you replace the cam sensors on your seventy on your on your nineteen ninety nine seven three diesel? It's all there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sports fans, car guys. It's all over the place. I mean, you can just go to YouTube and you can find out just about everything. You can just, um, hey man, you can you can be a wizard in a matter of a click, right, Bobby? That's the truth. That's the truth. Okay, so. Uh, at any rate, back to the car thing. So, if you find, if you are lucky enough to find an original, unrestored car, leave it original. If you think you have the notion of restoring it, don't make me come up. I'm sorry, I got to call you back. Sell the car to someone like me that will not restore it. Okay, and it will just revive it enough, or I should say, resuscitate it enough to be a fun car to have a good time with. Because I will tell you this, I can't tell you how many friends of mine, a friend of mine, bought my LZ28. Car was restored perfectly. Tons of money in the car. Too nice. Show-winning car. He was afraid to drive it. He would just drag it from show to show, put it in the trailer, back it out of the trailer, back it in the trailer, or drive it in the trailer, back it out, and then put it in the garage. Really? Really? You know, meanwhile, I'm out there beating the streets and with my old cars, and yes, I have a Shelby, and yes, I have a Boss, and yes, I have all that kind of crap that I've had over the years. I, You know what? They're ugly. I have a 74Z28 that is so rusty, when you close the door, it closes twice. First the inside of the door, then the outside of the door. That's a Chevrolet. It's an original. <laughs> it's a 74Z28 factory four-speed air car. Original motor, original four-speed. The dog leg, which is the little piece right behind the, the door and the rear quarter panel, I it, it, I can stick my fist in there. So I get these guys, and it's got a cracked windshield. Well, now it doesn't anymore. But so what happened was, is uh, I used to roll that thing up to a car show all the time. And these guys would I get there early just to kind of irritate them. 
They go, hey, boy, get that car out of here. That's an ugly piece of crap. And I go, yeah, you're right. It is. It's ugly. But you know what? That car, that 1974 Z28, and it's yellow, which is the color of the brochure car that they had that year, is an original car, four-speed air, all original. Interior actually was in pretty decent shape. Body is junk. I mean, I think the only thing that's good was the floorboards and the roof. The fenders are junk. The hood's junk. The deck lid's junk. The quarters are junk. The bumpers are so-so because they're aluminum. Uh but you know what? It's an original car. And uh, those guys have them cars all covered with Hong Kong Fui knockoff parts. Now, again, no disrespect to my friends. And if you do need reproduction parts, don't forget to call my good buddies up there at National Parts Depot, especially if you're restoring your Mustang. Now they have Fox Body Parts. They got Fortra. In fact, I bought some stuff there for my 79 Ford Bronco. And uh, we bought some interior pieces from them, and, uh, which I need to get that thing on the road. Don't I, Bobby? Because you were driving that for a while. Yes, you did. And uh, so, uh, you know, but... You, there are some, again, some people you want to have a car and they want to make it all nice and pretty. They probably like the challenge, which I guess you could call that a challenge because the problem is with that reproduction stuff, it doesn't fit, man. I had a guy, he'd come into my shop and he'd go, yeah, well, how much you want for that Fender for that 69 Mustang? I go, 250 bucks. And he goes, oh, I ain't paying 250 bucks. I'm going to buy one for $150. I said, yeah, it ain't going to fit. He says, I'll make it fit. And he did. He made it fit. It looked like crap, but he made it fit. So here's how this works. If you buy a reproduction fender, you better buy a reproduction door and you better buy a reproduction quarter panel because the lines don't line up. They will if it's all reproduction. If it's original fender and a reproduction door and a reproduction quarter or a reproduction fender, original door and a reproduction quarter or any one of those combinations, kind of like, you know, playing a shell game, the stuff doesn't fit, guys. All right? You can beat on it hard all you want. Then you get a guy like me, he comes along, and I'm an appraiser. So you can just sit there and say, well, you know, why is my car only worth $25,000? And that one over there is worth... Lawyer. Nobody talks to me like that when I'm doing my judging. <laughs> uh, you know, why is that car worth 50 Mine's only worth 25 and mine's prettier. Because that car's original. Case closed. Right? So, you know, that's pretty much the way it works. So if you're sitting there and you're going to restore a car, and, uh, you know, you, you're... A restore, okay? Most guys don't restore. They recondition, 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 repetition, repetition, repetition. How am I doing that, Bobby? Now, the, did you say something about recondition? The recondition, repetition, right. Yeah, okay. So that's a reconditioned car, man. You know, I mean, I go to the Meekums is coming up. Our good friends at Meekum, okay? That's the first weekend in January this year. Normally the third week. And then we got Scottsdale coming up. That's the second week, okay? So you've got Bear Jackson. We've got the Arizona Concourse coming up. we got all this stuff. You go to the Arizona Concourse, you've got some absolutely outstanding, I mean, world-class cars that will be there. A couple of years ago, we were there. My good buddy Mike Flynn from uh, Hollywood Wheels and I were out there hanging out. And uh, the guy had a Lamborghini Mira there, but it was a, uh, uh, a Mira S. Okay, so the first one's the Mira, then there's Mira S, then there's the Mira SV, which has got the bulgy quarters and the big wheels on the back. That's a cool piece. So that's kind of neat. So at any rate, it was not a show car. And the concourse judges, when they can walk around, you got to do two things. You have to be standing by your car when the judges show up. They show up. you got to be there by the car. you got to do two things. They will check the cars if it's an inspection station. So that means, does your light work? Does your horn work? Does the car start? Okay? All that kind of stuff. And they even check the radio. They really do. As a judge, and I was a judge at Winter Park, hey, turn the radio on. Does the clock work? The clock has to work. And if the clock doesn't work and the radio doesn't work, Okay, guess what? You get docked for it. Okay, so here's the guy. He's got this Lamborghini mirror there, right? And I know Alan. Alan, if you're listening, you can call in. (laughs) 
I'll just give you the number, Al, just in case you forgot. It's 727-441-3000. 727-441-3000. You talking to me? You talking to me? Yeah, that's you, Alan. Anyway, so the guy had to manually crank the headlights up because there's a backup because they're 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 um they're vacuum operated uh the vacuum electric over vacuum switch i believe of course alan's going to call in and correct me on this but anyway so the guy had to get in the front wheel wells and he had to crank up both headlights and uh and and i because when he flipped the switch they didn't pop up the lights came on but they didn't pop up okay so having said that it was an original car that had been painted one time but for the, for the most part, unmolested. So it was really a treat to see a car that was fairly original, unmolested, and had typical mechanical issues, which is no big deal because if you have an old car, that's just what you expect. It's not a brand new BMW. It's not a brand new Porsche or anything like that or a brand new Ford. It's a vintage car, and they creak, rattle, uh, and they break. You know, they just that's just the way they were. That's the way technology was back in those days. Now imagine we're talking 50s, 60s, 70s cars. Imagine what it was like in the teens. Of the 30s, you know, when you had to hand crank a car, like a Model A or a Packard or something of that nature. So, uh, how are we doing on there music-wise, Bobby? You want to throw a song uh, on, a, on, a, on, a, on the turn-em-up table there? Yeah, I just finished dusting them one off. Okay, so evidently, uh, while we're while I was running my mouth and gabbing like I usually did, is my guest that was supposed to come on this evening. We're going to have to do it again. He, somehow, because he's uh, in charge of this uh engineering firm as automotive racing engineering team out west had a last minute interview that basically he had that was on he was on standby he was on standby but they called first and that's how it works so, you know, so it's kind of protocol and uh, so he just sent me a text here a little while ago said that he's doing an interview and he can't talk right now so he asked if he could take a rain check and sure why not you know and, hey I got a gift to gab I can keep blah 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 so this gives me an opportunity to kind of talk a little bit about what I want to talk about so anyway Hey, you're listening to little Marshall Tucker. This was going to go out to our buddy, so this goes out to Ed.
yield some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Nostalgic Radio and Cars, this is Jackie Stewart at Laguna Seca and with Rolex and I hope everybody enjoys what's going on here and of course the radio show. Okay, we're back. And uh, yes, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars and that was uh, Jackie Stewart. We are back this time. We are back, that's <laughs> right. And uh, so I had the opportunity of meeting Jackie Stewart and we uh, tried to get him to come on the show and we're still working on it. But he lives in England most of the time, so unlike with um, Sterling Moss who gave us our liner at the beginning of the show. Uh, he used to live in Florida part-time, so that was that is why we were able to get him on the show, which we had a few years ago, and Sterling's a super nice guy. Just an incredible... You would call him... He's an automotive hero. He's a legend, you know? And uh, he's like Carroll Shelby in those days. I mean, those guys were just... Um, that's when men were men, and they drove the cars. They didn't have a computer driving the cars for them like they do today. That's another issue, another subject for another day, and I'm, when I go on one of my famous Robert's rants about the modern day race car drivers because I don't think they're half of I don't think half of them are nearly as good as the guys were back in the old days because those guys had to manhandle those cars. These guys today, you know, you got a little button that says, oh, traction control, you got a little button that says, oh, let's get a little turbo boost here, you got a little electric thingy that speeds up, pulls up the turbo. I mean, come on, guys, really? You know, that's what the right foot's for. You got a right foot and you got a left foot, okay? Left foot, clutch. Right foot, that's clutch. That's right. That means three pedals, okay? And you got a brake pedal in the middle. You're not supposed to use that, okay? You just use the two outer pedals, and uh, so let's, let's, let's we'll talk about the, uh, the 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 little wussies race car drivers that they have nowadays with their little high tech little cars. Self indulgent wiener. <laughs> All right, so back to the uh, classic collectibles, and uh, you know, if you're going to go out there and buy your car, I probably should have started the segment off. But what happened was, is we were like, we were anticipating our guest, and um, so I just started ranting. And um, sometimes I'm pretty good at that. This is what you call bench racing. If you guys have ever heard the term bench racing, okay, bench racing basically is is you go in there and you've never really done much of anything, but you hang around, you work bench, hence bench racing, bench racing, okay, bench blabbing, whatever you want to call it. Kind of like armchair football players, you know, the guys that sport dweebs, and I'm not a sports guy, you know. In fact, uh, if the Bucks, and I heard a rumor today that they're going to build another stadium for these guys. Are you kidding me? They just... They just sandbagged the taxpayers of, of Hillsborough County for the for the second stadium, and now they're going to build another one near Ebor City. Really? I'll tell you what. Let's get all our trucks. What are you kidding me? And we'll load them up, and we'll ship them out to wherever they want to go. But I'm sick and tired of hearing, you know, you dumbass sports dweebs getting, you know, crying like a bunch of little girls and pantyhose because your sports team's going to leave. Most of them are losers anyway with bad attitudes. Boy, I'm really going out of red tonight, aren't I, Bobby? And uh, race car drivers aren't like that. Race car drivers take their helmet off and beat you over the head. That's just what we do. We don't put up with crap from anybody. And our racetracks are corporate-owned. We don't milk the taxpayer for a racetrack where they keep all the concessions like they do with sports venues, you know. Oh, we don't like this stadium. It's not. It's too old. It's not this. It's not that. Really? Really? You little panty waist? Go get a real job. All it's, right, the bombs it's, it's Christmas season, and I'm getting nasty. Okay, let's talk back about it. Let's go back to back car. Actually, it's not a bad show. 
Um, if if somebody's listening, if you dare call in, well, we're gonna get picked up now. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get picked up now. If you dare call in, I want to beat on you about uh, stick and ball weenie sports. You know, it takes two balls to drive a car. Ooh, did I say that? <laughs> anyway, all right. Having said that, let's go back to classic and collectible cars because that's a little safer subject. And uh, and Merry Christmas to everybody and Happy New Year. <laughs> with a little luck, we might be able to get Rob Bartlett back on for New Year's. I think that would be kind of fun, and we could just have some fun with him. So. I'm on the phone! All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, the, when you buy a car, when you get these cars, you know, everybody should get in the car hobby because it's fun. Whether you're like a four-door 63 Rambler American or a, or a Nash or a Jaguar E-type Roadster or whether you're like a 63 Ford Galaxy, or I'm going to say 63 Mercury Colony Park Wagon because that's what Chris has, our good friend Chris Dunn over at Lincoln Land. Look at I'm plugging everybody too tonight, you know. And, um, of course, our good friend Dom Forte, Forte's Automotive. Actually, he's Forte's Inboard and Automarine down there. Um, if you need your classic car fix, they're super. They just picked up a 79 Ford Bronco. They got a 71 or 72 Ford Bronco. Dom's got a couple Shelbys and some Mustangs and some ski boats. You know, Dom will actually go along with me, you know, and I think on some of this stuff, if the car's original, leave the car alone. But if you want to restore it and you got a whole ton of money and a couple of years to wait around before your car gets done, then get your car restored. All right. It's not going to get restored. It's just going to get reconditioned. And then along comes me, Robert. The world's greatest appraiser. I'm, I'm not going to toot my own horn. Toot, toot. We have a horn thing we can yeah, toot. Robert, thanks for having me on, man. I tell you, you guys have a great show. Uh, you're very famous down there in that Clearwater area, man. It's a lot of people that uh, listen to the show. That's cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. See, I love it when my 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 uh, my listening audience or my uh, my guests uh, compliment me. Okay, so having, having said that, um, you know, uh, yeah, you know what? If you if you really want to buy a car, if you really want to get something. I can get real serious, and I can help you guys out. And uh, don't forget to give us a call here at the studio. No, you can't call me at the studio. Just go to my website. Go to GolfstreamMotorsports.com, and it's pretty self-explanatory. In fact, I need to get on there and write some more articles. Don't forget to check, our Facebook, our, check out our Facebook page. No, the show's not over. I got two minutes left, right, Bobby? So while I'm... Yeah, say, you can... Uh, yeah, I can just kind of like wind it down a little bit. Find a small bit. little... Sat- okay, so <laughs> be sure and tell your friends to tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars every Tuesday night for the most legendary and fascinating names in MotorStory, including myself, by the way, and, and Bobby, my uh, co-host and my producer, co-producer, whatever, my son, my pride and joy. And uh, don't forget that we uh, have a Facebook page you can like and then uh, follow us on Facebook, both Nostalgic Radio and Cars and Gulfstream Motorsports. You know, if you're in all that social media stuff, which eh, doesn't mean anything to me. But, you know, hey, if you want to market your business, got to use Facebook. At Nostalgic Radio and Cars and at NRC on air. Oh, yeah. Don't forget LinkedIn, too. Well, that's Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. So, I see the clock at 7.58 and 10, 11, 12, 13 seconds. So, where was I going here? Um, all right. So, the first... Oh, yeah. Don't forget National Parts Depot, our good friends up there. The All Ford Show. That's the first weekend in January at Silver Springs. We'll be at that as well. We're looking forward to that. And uh, let's see. Are we doing... Oh, yeah. With the Tampa Bay British Car Club on on the 1st, which is New Year's Day, they do a what they call a President's Drive. And so anybody that has a British car, check out the Tampa Bay British Car Club, our friend Phil Ross and those guys over there. And uh, you can drive with us because what we do is we drive across the Skyway Bridge and down to Manatee County a little bit and drive around the country roads and drive back. And we have a lot of time. Sometimes there's 25, 30, 40 cars, have lunch. And it's a blast. But um, 
Now, Bobby's now see now if I was a if I was a guest and I was listening and I heard the music come up, that would be a cue for me to wind the show up. Whoa! But but since I am the only I'm the guest today, me myself and I, all three of us, uh, I can sit there and kind of drag us out a little bit. So I'm counting. Now we're at seven fifty nine, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. So anyway. So, <laughs> don't forget, guys, this weekend, the Largo Parade will be there. Yours truly, Nostalgia Radio Cars, Golf Street Motorsports, and Cars and Coffee. And don't forget, tomorrow night, Island Vibes Restaurant, open mic night. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen.